This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 77. Here we go! Of the In-Between Podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. All right, we're backing at it. Woohoo! Again! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're going to be talking about what to do when life doesn't go the way you planned it to. Because guess what? That's kind of been how our 2019 year has been, right, it's Daniel? true, especially <laughs> this last month and a half. But it being the end of 2019, it really is a great time to reflect on what's happened this past year. Exactly. So whether you're looking back now and just rejoicing about how far you've come or you're starting to look back and realize um, what I thought I wanted to do come January of 2019 and how I'm ending December 2019 are completely different. (laughs) And I am sad. (laughs) Yeah. And for those of you who are more planners, you've probably realized the older you you get how much of life you really just can't control. Now, it's one thing that to make make plans and it's one thing to hope toward and plan toward, but ultimately we're not really in control of all circumstances, are we? No, not at all. And that can be a really humbling factor to realize. Mm-hmm. So it's been a month and a half since we last released an episode because we were in a car accident. Yep. At the end of October, we were actually driving Daniel to the airport. And we were a kilometer away, literally a kilometer away. That is less than a mile for those who are not familiar with that kind of system. (laughs) And we were going to make it on time. We were going to drop Daniel off. And, you know, the kids and I were going to hang out and go home. So what had happened was that a car actually ran a red light and T-boned the truck beside us, which then swerved into our lane and hit us. Yeah, and in that moment, it wasn't that bad of an accident. Our car was drivable, Mm -hmm. the van was drivable, and it was that front right part on the minivan that was really crumpled in, and it took a couple hours for the police report and the ambulance and everything, and everyone was okay, right? Everyone was walking afterward. There was even a baby in the truck beside us that stayed sleeping. So it seemed okay, other than soreness, so in light of everything going on, we then got a rental car, and... The insurance was going to pick up the car and, you know, every all the details were done. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking in San Francisco the next day. So we made the decision that I'd still go because everyone seemed OK. Right. So yeah. I got on another flight, got to San Francisco, spoke there, spoke in Houston. And uh, about midway through my trip, we discovered that you had a concussion. <laughs> right. So I was actually in the middle of a FaceTime call with two other friends. We were planning the staff Christmas party for Daniel and his staff. And I was telling them about how I'm having these weird moments in my memory that I can't remember. So even that morning, I had to circle back and check if I had closed the garage as we were driving the kids to school because I couldn't remember. And it was these little parts of the day where I'm like, I just can't remember remember if I did that or not. And that's not normal. And one of my friends looked at me and she was like, Christina, given the circumstances of what you've been through, she's like, you actually may have a concussion. So you Mm. need to go to the doctor. 
And so I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, you know what? Honestly, healthcare is pretty much free in Canada. So even if I go and the doctor says, you're completely fine, girl, go on. I'm like, okay, I didn't have to pay for it. So no copay, let's do this. And so I went and the doctor looked at me and looked at my eyes and did a few other tests. And he's like, oh, yeah, you definitely have a concussion. Yeah, I don't know if it was naming it that helped or maybe even. I think it made it worse in some ways. Yes, exactly. Because I was like, oh, so that's why I feel like this or that's why I have a headache or what. And it just, yes, I think it just brought it to the forefront instead of me trying to push it down, which Mm. in the end is so much better because if you've ever had a concussion or a brain injury or know someone who does by just trying to push through it is actually going to affect you long term and so I needed to give myself that permission to take a break I needed that permission and for someone to name what I have Mm. so that I would just be able to slow down yeah which meant if you look at how to recover from a concussion it means no devices none whatsoever no editing of the podcast exactly no show notes, no social media, no nothing. And nothing. how did that how did that feel? Well, it was <laughs> awful actually because I was like, you know what? This is probably the busiest time of the year. We're getting up to Christmas and we had so many plans and so many things and so many opportunities and it was big fat no one after another. Mm. I literally could do nothing more than drive the kids to school, take a nap to recover from that, and then pick them up and take a nap from that. Like I I would try to go grocery shopping and it would tire me out. I had to wear sunglasses everywhere because the lights were so sensitive in my eyes. Um, I was even complaining to God, just lamenting that everything that I love was pretty much stripped away from me. Mm. I couldn't read. I couldn't even listen to other podcasts. I just slept all day. And for someone, especially an Enneagram 3, who needs to kind of check things off their list of, this is what I accomplished today. This is what I did. Napping was about the most (laughs) that I accomplished. Yeah. So it was very humbling for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The fact is, interruptions suck. They really do. I mean, we've all been delayed. We've all experienced that delay of the bus not coming in time or on time or or an airplane uh, connection being missed. Or things that pull on your heartstrings or break your heart a little bit more, like you thought you would be married by now. Yeah. Or Mm. you thought you would be pregnant by now because you've been trying for so long. Those kind of interruptions, they truly suck. Yeah, they do. And as we've been reflecting on this unexpected interruption for us and by no means is this the only one this entire year i mean we did move countries (laughs) (laughs) that was definitely unexpected uh we wanted to focus this episode on what we can do when life doesn't go the way we planned it to because interruptions can actually they can actually be advantageous and redeemed rather than being this regret that looms over our head so when life doesn't go the way you plan it to we really wanted to focus on four steps, four ideas, four, in a sense, nuggets you can put in the back of your pocket to, to, to hold on to, to walk through the next time things don't go the way you plan. So let, why don't we start with the first one, Christina? So the first one is that we need to take the time to recognize what happened. So for example, using this car accident, I really had to take the time to grieve It really was a loss for me, for the goals that I had and the dreams that I had. I didn't know how long my 
concussion was going to last for. I don't know. I didn't know how long I would have to nap every single day or rely on my friends and my family to help with the kids or do laundry or do dishes or all those things. So it probably took a good, I would say, almost two weeks to really realize that I, maybe it would take people (laughs) shorter than that, took me a long time, a little (laughs) hard-headed to admit that I can't do what I used to do to cry a lot of tears, to have a lot of frank conversations with God of why would you let this happen, and to learn to surrender control as well, and to learn to accept people's offers to help and offers to do things that I usually could do, but I couldn't do anymore. Yeah, so walk us through that moment a few weeks later when you finally came to terms uh, with, with the ways that you have been holding on to control. And, and that moment where you, you, you really did surrender. Well, I was talking to another friend about different times in my life where I grieved and I felt like I was out of control because things didn't go the way that I wanted it to. And I think I always landed on the fact that I felt and had these conversations with God that like, uh, God, you forgot about me or you're forgetting about me and sort of waving my hand in his face like, hello, I have so much to give. I have so much to do. Like, use me. Do something with me. I have all these gifts and these talents that I want to use for your glory. And here I am just feeling in the background. And I felt like really this time in my surrendering in my in my grieving, and really the ability not to do much, even if I strive to, I realized and learned that I'm okay with whatever God wants me to do. I'm okay if this is the way that it's always going to be. I didn't feel like God was forgetting me. I felt like this was part of a greater plan and a greater purpose and learning to really wait upon that as well. Yeah, and to get to that point, because you might be in the same place right now where because of an unexpected interruption, because of some sort of delay and not just a quick 30-minute, one-hour delay, it's been a 30-day or a one-year delay mm-hmm. uh, or even longer to, to be able to walk through that uh, because sometimes we just want to walk over it. We want to get past it. We want to you know sweep it under the carpet, but really for us to overcome what we are walking through we need to first recognize recognize what's happening which includes this idea of grieving which Mm -hmm. includes this notion of okay sitting in the dust sitting in the ashes recognizing what's going on rather than just saying i'm I'm okay i'm okay i'm okay right or i'm gonna push through or i'm gonna you know pull myself up by my bootstraps and try harder or wash my face or you know not give up like all of those things so when it push comes to shove sometimes no matter what we do or what we try to do Mm -hmm. it's just not going to change the situation and so we need to take that time to recognize that and to be sad about that as well and to give that up. So it was really interesting. I was listening to a podcast. Um, the interviewer is, you know, in his 60s and he was interviewing another counselor who's in his 60s as well. And the interviewee was reflecting on the fact that his 20-year-old self would be scared of his 60-year-old self mm. because his 20-year-old self was so full of hope and dreams and desires and all these things. And the 60-year-old self would have told the 20-year-old, like, you know, those are great, but you actually learn the most by mourning Mm. and through grieving and through learning that you can hold 
grief in one hand and joy in the other. And those that's a lot of life is holding both those things and not losing hope, but also realizing that we need to be present with our emotions. Yeah. I love what it says in um, the Beatitudes where, you know, Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Mm. And perhaps if we don't learn to mourn, we're really missing out on the ways that God can comfort us. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, I'm in San Francisco at this time, and I hear from Christina that she has a concussion, and I feel like a douchebag <laughs> <laughs> getting on the airplane, leaving her, leaving the kids. And yes, I felt horrible because I had left thinking that everything was okay. Right, the car got towed. We got a rental. Everything was good. Everything was in control. All the boxes got checked off. My Enneagram three was great, and I was gonna go speak, earn some extra money to pay for whatever. <laughs> That's and 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 then I and then I am confronted with this fact that my wife is dealing with a concussion and she is home with three kids now. Thank God for incredible community and yes, for our completely. church family and for the way that they helped when I was gone. But I felt horrible. I felt horrible. But here's the thing. As a husband, I don't know if I really recognized what happened. I did not really grieve or surrender it until weeks later. Because for me, in my, I don't know if it's just how it kind of works as spouses, but it's like, oh, Christina's going through a hard time. I need to be strong. Right. I can't I can't work through my emotions. I can't even recognize what I, I just got to deal with it. I got to get through the insurance. I got to do this, you know, check all these things off so that we can work through and walk through this. And it wasn't until a few weeks later where God was working in your heart, mm -hmm. that God began working in my heart. And I started I just broke down and weeped and apologized to you. And it was just such a precious moment yes it was a, a god moment that neither of us planned where we were both really able to grieve where we were both really able to surrender and recognize what happened and what's incredible is that that played a crucial role in the healing process yeah i would say exactly that's what it is mm -hmm. and just the ability to for me to say that i forgive you even though honestly i didn't hold any like a grudge against you you didn't know about any of this stuff but just being able to look at you and say like i forgive you for leaving or whatever was powerful mm. and i think that brings us really to our second point which is realize that you are not in control and so, Daniel, even if you're, as you were talking about that in point one, that you couldn't control the situation, you couldn't make my concussion go away or you couldn't, you know, heal me or whatnot. So you took control in a different way. Yeah. You tried to take the out of control situation, which we were in, and bring some sort of control into it. Yeah, it's because we love control. And, and the image that comes to my mind is this whole idea of holding sand in your hand, mm -hmm. right? You're like, you go to the beach and you're holding that, that white, fluffy sand in your hand. And you just, you're just like, man, I wish I could hold this forever. I wish I could carry this. I wish I could bring this. And, and, but, but the longer you hold on to it, the longer you walk with it in your hand, the faster that sand will just kind of seep through and, and, and fall through. No matter how tight your hands are, 
you aren't able to control all of it. And what happens is in situations when life doesn't go the way you plan it to, as much as as our default is control, we really just need to understand that, hey, there are things that we can do. There are things that we need to plan. There are things that we need to respond to. But ultimately, ultimately, in the end, we are not in control. And that really is a principle that we need to recognize about life, that that there's actually way more that's out of our control mm-hmm. than that there is within our control. And I think that's a lesson that we're always learning, whether it's, you know, in the beginning of your own life or, you know, as you're leaving your own family and realizing like, oh, I can't control how people feel about which college I go to or which career I choose to the point where later on that you have your own kids Mm -hmm. and you realize as they're... Then you really (laughs) recognize you're not in control. Exactly. (laughs) The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Uh, One of my friends said one of the scariest things in their life is to watch their child drive away from the driveway for the first time as they got their license. And just realizing that you have no control over mm. the way that your child is driving. You've taught them as much as you can. You've taken the tests, all that, and prepared them. But you also cannot control how the drivers are going to drive as well. And just learning like, oh, wow, we tried to hold on to things so tightly. And in the end, like you are saying, it's like seeping sand yeah so now that's not a reason then to give everything up and not care about anything (laughs) right yeah don't take it to the nth degree here (laughs) completely and i love what jesus says in the bible this is from matthew 6 34 from the message paraphrase he says this give your entire attention to what god is doing right now give your entire attention to what god is doing right now And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Oh, that is beautiful. So even right now, if you are dealing with an unexpected interruption, even for us, as we were in that moment of dealing with that accident, not knowing how long the concussion is going to last for, and even giving up the podcast to say, who knows when we're going to even be able to get back to this Mm -hmm. and the difficulty with that. Because everyone says like, oh, don't take a break. This is not going to be good for your downloads. This is not going to be good for your audience. You need consistency. And you hear all these like, don't, 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 don't. And then, well, we have to. Yeah, and even partnerships and other, I mean, there's a lot of traction, a lot of momentum that was coming with the podcast. I I, I still can't believe we're on episode 77. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. But I, I love this. So as you think about the unexpected interruptions that you're going through, what would it look like if instead of ignoring, instead of trying to grasp control, you instead gave your entire attention to what was happening right now. 
and you actually sat in what was happening right now. You processed what had just happened and what is happening right now, and you worked through that moment, even in in terms of the entire circumstance and what's going on in and around you, and, 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 and you chose to actually not get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow because you don't even know if tomorrow's gonna come, right? So instead of getting worked up about, oh, but what about the podcast or, or what about the plans or what about our party or what about this, what about that? Instead of getting worked up about any of that, what if you gave your entire attention to what God was wanting to do in your life right now through this unexpected interruption? Because, and I love what Jesus says here, God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. But we need to be in that posture to say, God, I need your help. And maybe that's your prayer today. As you're listening to this, and we have two more points that we want to walk through, but maybe right now you just want to pause whatever you're doing and say, God, I need your help. Mm -hmm. This is my unexpected interruption, and I need your help. Because if you do that and you surrender that to God, God is going to help you deal with whatever hard things come up, whatever you are working through. And when you do that, this brings us to our third point. We need to then, after doing that, show grace to ourselves. Exactly. And God has the ability to snap his fingers and to heal whatever ailment we have, to yeah. fix whatever issue that you know we're going through and whatnot. Absolutely has the ability to. Now, will he? Maybe, maybe not. In my situation... Like he definitely expedited the healing of my oh, concussion. It's incredible. Completely. But did it happen the day that I prayed for it? I prayed for healing the next day that it happened. And did it happen? No, it didn't. But looking back and just realizing like, oh, there was a process that God wanted me to go through to realize that, yes, he is good, but he's also kind. And when unexpected interruptions come about, we think that it's all about that particular situation, the here and now, what's going on. So even for our, our accident, it was like, okay, why did that happen? What mistakes did I make? What were we supposed to do, not supposed to do? And you just kind of go through that loop because time is linear and, and we kind of see time in that manner. But it's incredible how God works and sometimes how circular things are and and how we'll actually bring things back from the past. And, and even for this concussion, this accident, God used this situation to bring about healing in our lives that we didn't even know we were dealing with. Mm -hmm. Stuff, junk that we had no idea we were still dealing with from our time in Korea. God actually used this accident and your concussion to bring healing to that. Right. I mean, there's no way that we would have ever been able to make that connection. But when we gave that up, when we recognized what happened, when we realized that we were not in control and we took that step to show grace to ourselves, and take one day at a time. One moment at a time sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. One nap at a time. <laughs> yeah. What happened was we were in that place where honestly not planned to be, but God just brought about what he, 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 he taught us what he knew he needed to teach us. Exactly. And so we were really learning to, once again, I thought I had learned this, um, but in a different, deeper way that by showing grace to ourselves, we were also learning how to wait, but not without hope. We were learning to wait with hope, knowing that God has the ultimate plan and purpose for this, not maybe understanding why in different certain moments and feeling hopeless in some different times, but going back to the truth that he is good. And so just learning to wait on him 
learning to go sometimes one nap at a time, one grocery shopping at a time, one doctor appointment at a time, and knowing that in the end, this is all going to glorify him. Yeah. So showing grace to yourself, what that looks like is not not trying to repeat your normal and your and your rhythms of yesterday and, and not trying to move to whatever that new thing is and, and trying to wish your way or positively think your way to a new life. No, there's actually this sense of establishing a new normal and a rhythm for the interim, right? For you to say, okay, I'm in this unexpected interruption. This is not what my life is going to look like. This is not what I want my life to look like forever. But during this unexpected inter- unexpected interruption, when we're dealing with and walking through and recognizing and realizing we're not in control, what does that rhythm look like for the interim, right? So for you, Christina, that included a lot of naps, mm-hmm. no devices, right. which was painful. <laughs> yes, exactly. I had, you know, when it gives you that screen time, like, oh, you were up by this many percent. I was down by 91% <laughs> in one week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes, learning to live your new normal. And that's going back to that doesn't happen in one instance. That happens over time. And that happens um, as you continue to learn to grieve as well. So I love what it says in Second Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. Wow. Wow. What perspective. What perspective that the hard times that we are facing right now and in through these unexpected interruptions are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, to the lavish celebration prepared for us. I love that. I love that. So if you're walking through an unexpected interruption, the first thing to do is that you need to recognize what happened. You then need to realize you're not in control. You then need to show grace to yourself so that, number four, you can dare to dream again. I had alluded to it previously um, in some of the points of just feeling like when things didn't go my way before, when interruptions happened, for example, when we had two children 15 months apart and I was thinking of going back to work or going back to school and then just realizing we couldn't afford it, when we left Korea unexpectedly, when we moved here and there, or when we were homeless or jobless, all of these things, I came before God with this a little bit of a pity party, let's be honest, mm-hmm. of this pity party of woe is me, you've forgotten me, I am nothing to you. Like, why would you treat me like this? If you say you're a good father, you say you have great plans for me, and I'm doing absolutely nothing, I don't want to dream again. Do you remember those times, Daniel, we would have, I, I would think it would be years, and I've talked to many stay-at-home moms, they feel the same way, of years where you have dedicated your life 
and it is a privilege to stay home, but dedicated your life to taking care of your kids, to wiping butts, to wiping noses, to taking them to, you know, the library and all of that stuff. And then you realize that you don't know who you are anymore. You don't know who your what your passions are. You don't know what you should do after the kids start going to school. And so being stuck in that of having all these ideas, but really nothing that comes a part of that. And so in some ways, even in those instances of not wanting to dream because you don't know how, or not wanting to dream because it comes down to, well, we actually can't do that because of, you know, this reason and that reason. So looking at that, those times and looking at it now of, yes, we had an interruption that we weren't expecting. We've had a few of these this past year, but looking back and being like, oh, I see the thread of what you are doing in our lives, God. I see the consistency of you and your fingerprints all over. And I want to dream again. I want to, more than that, I want to come before you and continue to ask, like, how can my life, how can my words, how can my decisions, Mm. how can my actions on a moment-to-moment basis bring you glory? Yeah, yeah. Now, I hope you didn't miss what Christina said here. The entire podcast, we've framed it around this unexpected interruption of our car accident. And and yes, throughout the course of life, we have these unexpected interruptions like the car accident and all the time we've now spent at the physio and the Cairo and massage and all of the unexpectedness of that. So I know there are these moments in and through the years where we experience this, but, but what I hope you didn't miss is that Sometimes, and I don't know if I, sh- I don't even know if I'm if I should be saying this or not, but sometimes kids can be an unexpected interruption mm-hmm. that Been lasts there. for years, decades, <laughs> decades. Okay. Yes, and and I know I know it's kind of weird to say that because children are a blessing. And yes, they, they definitely are. are, but they can definitely be an unexpected interruption that lasts for years. And maybe you're listening right now, and and you're at that period where you're like, oh. Yeah, and it's been so many years since I was able to practice that skill I learned or what I went to school for, and and now the kids are about to all be in school, and and what am I going to do now? And 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 you're rediscovering yourself, right? Maybe you're at that moment, or maybe you've just begun that new moment, and you're having all of these doubts that you made the wrong decision, or you're 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 dealing with daddy guilt or mommy guilt or or whatever that is. Well, well, if that's you. Right, and you're at the tail end of a long, unexpected interruption. Hey, it's okay. You can dream again. You can dream again. You don't need to worry. You can dream again, and you can submit every single day into our gracious, loving, heavenly Father's hands because He is a good Father, not a malevolent one, not one that condemns, but He is a good Father that is for us and not against us. So, dream, dream one day at a time, and allow God to create that new path, that future for you. Drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once again, we do thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing because it's been a while since an episode exactly. dropped. And you're probably thank like, you. what? You're back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're going to be back next week. Be sure to follow us at In Between Show on social media to subscribe, to share this episode, inbetween.org slash episode 77 with your friend or someone else that might have come to mind as you listen to this episode but next week we are going to be back 
and we are bringing you an interview that we did with Sarah May because we are entering into the most stressful time of the year. Exactly. (laughs) So for all of you who are counselors and therapists and, you know, all of that, you hear touching, touching, because you know. You know. Benefits are running out. Exactly. And also that both Canadians and Americans have had a taste of the holidays, Thanksgiving, Mm. and how the craziness of all the family dynamics or the feelings of being lonely or left out or I wish I could, I want, all of those things come barreling in after a long hibernation season. And y'all know Christmas and Valentine's are coming. Mm. So that can cause a lot of heartache and grief for people. Yeah, and even past relational hurts or things that haven't been dealt with, all that can come back up again. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss this next episode next week, episode 78. And thanks again for listening in. We'll catch you next time. This episode was brought to you in part by the Better Samaritan Podcast, where Jamie Ayton and Kent Annan discuss everything from simple acts of kindness to complex humanitarian challenges with their guests. Want to learn how to faithfully do good better? Find insights at The Better Samaritan.